Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films everyone seems to be talking about and why. As usual, we'll be having spoiler-filled discussions on all titles, although this one's just about Queer Eye. I don't know how much you can actually spoil about Queer Eye, but I feel like some people want to know anyway. So just check the time codes for when we start talking about Queer Eye and you can stop. Although I don't know why you wouldn't want to listen to this because it's great. Right, Christine? It's great. It's great. But they're going to be in the show notes as always with timestamps. I'm your host, Bobby Finger, and I am joined today by writer Christine Fryer. You heard her in the first episode. She's here again. I'm back, you guys. She's a Queer Eye fan. (laughs) Who isn't these days? You know, I couldn't tell you. What a delight. This episode is entirely devoted to an interview between myself, Karama Brown, Tan France, and Bobby Burke. Um, is it because we were the only cast willing to do it? Say yes. No, it's because... <laughs> you know what? You can edit that out. Yeah, my favorite thing about them is that they're all exactly what I expected them to be, which is very weird. It's weird to be unsurprised by someone. Right. To just get exactly what you expect. Especially from, like, a reality series mm-hmm. where you assume aspects of it are, like, produced or, like, exaggerated. The, yeah. Like, they edited it to make them seem a certain way. But it's like, oh, no, Karamo's a delight. <laughs> Karamo's, Karamo's giving me advice. Karamo's making me feel very important and special. <laughs> Tan is making me feel fashionable. Bobby is making me feel like adult Bobbies are okay. <laughs> It was just, just a very sweet experience. But um, before we go into that, Christine, what have you been watching recently? Oh, my gosh. What a question. I just caught up on all the new episodes of Terrace House, actually. They had, like, a new batch out. drop. And the thing that I've been noticing or, like, I was texting friends about as I was uh, <laughs> watching last night is this, like aspect to the show where people as the episodes go up now in Terrace House on Netflix, the people living in the Terrace House house have Netflix in the house (laughs) so they can watch the episodes of their season Mm -hmm. as they go live and then people are like working that back into the plot like they'll be like oh I saw in your episode that you said x y and z to Bobby but when you talk to me about it you said ABC so that hasn't been a factor in previous installments and it's really changing the nature of the show Netflix is part of the narrative now yes and like watching TV together is something that all of the paired off couples are starting to do as like a flirt like everybody's Netflix and chilling in the house now where they used to have to be like I really like eating pancakes. Do you want to go to the pancake <laughs> store with me? And now they're just kind of like, want to like watch something in the family room? <laughs> I hear the new season of The OA is out. Want to yes. watch? <laughs> oh, I love Brit Marling. Cool. And then they like kiss while they're watching The OA. And you're like, cool. <laughs> it's the sweetest, most like wholesome show. It's just like literally the girl who has the tension about watching Netflix this season. Her whole arc is like, I've never kissed a boy before. Mm. And so she's like kind of trying to protect that arc as Uh she's having a romantic thing. But then like her beef with other people like plays into the fact that she doesn't want to talk about her romantic Mm. life on the show in a way that's new. That's sweet. Um, I'm currently watching. I'm not done with the the OA season two. Oh, that just came out, right? It just came out on Friday. Have you? Did you watch the first season? Uh, I watched the pilot, but not the rest of it, okay. so I don't really know. It's wild. Britt Marling and the co-creator Zal Botmalnej have this very specific vision that's just like extremely beautiful, even if you don't know what's happening, which in the first episode of the new season, it's like brand new people. And so you're sort of like, am I watching the wrong episode? Okay. Um, But even then, it's just so lush and beautiful that it's like instantly mysterious and gorgeous. It sounds like really tense subject matter or like really like 
difficult to access subject matter and then like presented in the most relaxed, soothing way possible, sort of. Soothing and like profound and beautiful. And so it's like, that's great. It's overwhelming in a peaceful way. You know, it's like it, it's doing both of those things at it's once. It's challenging you and it's relaxing. Yeah. It's you're really, enjoying yourself, but you're thinking. It's really nice. But why are we talking about this? We want to talk to the Queer Eye cast members. Yeah. So let's skip over to the interview with Karamo Brown, Tan France, and Bobby Burke that I had last week in a beautiful hotel mm. in the Park Hyatt. We sat around a coffee table wow. on like a sectional. I wasn't on the couch. Which though. park were you near? Central. Ooh. I know, it's such a beautiful hotel. I was like, wow, if only. <laughs> the views. They were like, oh, we have to go to our other hotel that was also beautiful. And I was like, I'm going back home to my apartment in Bed-Stuy. <laughs> like, have fun. I'm going to take the sea. But let's move on to that and talk about what they're obsessed with and why people are obsessed with them. I am sitting here with the cast of Queer Eye. I have Karamo Brown with me, Bobby Burke right across from me. And Tan France, right there. The show is called... I'm just going to remind you what you're here for, because I know you all have very busy schedules. You might not even know that this is a podcast. We're um, telling you what we have for silly yeah. but this show, this show is called I'm Obsessed With This. We typically have just comedians, fans, writers talk about the shows that they are watching, that they love, that everyone else is really obsessed with, and they tell us why. But this is the first time we have the objects of people's obsessions <laughs> in the studio, which is very fun. Um, is it because we were the only cast willing to do it? Say yes. No, it's because... <laughs> you know what? You can edit that out. I wanted I wanted the three of you specifically. Though I have to say, I was really excited that Bobby said yes, because I rarely meet adult Bobbies. Aww. And so I was but like... But is your name actually no. Bobby? I was going to ask you that. I'm Robert. Mine is. Mine is I'm actually, actually Bobby. Robert. I went by Robert... Only in college, and then I just because I wanted to sound more adult. Yeah, and then I graduated, uh, and I was like, "This sucks." No, I'm a Bobby. So, yep. I do have to say though that people take it upon themselves to assume my name is not actually Bobby, mm-hmm. which gets quite annoying. Do you ever go by Bob? No. The <laughs> ironic part is that's what I call him. Uh, you call him Bob. Yeah, I call him. I've grown to love Bob. He's. Love I'm him. the only one he allows to yeah. call him Bob. Don't like. Just it. like um, Tan's the only person I allow to call me KK. Really? I do not allow that's anyone it. else. I call you KK every once in a while. I let I feel it. Like that's not allowed out to me, but I yeah, do. Tan is the only one that I allow calling KK. KK. I like I like being the only one that says it, but I do love calling you KK. I think it sounds adorable. Yeah. The funny thing but, is, though, it, that's not his initials. So I've always no, found I, it. Weird. That is my initials. KK Karamo Kariga. That's my first and middle I name. It was, I thought your middle name was Anne. No, you call I me Karamo. Call Ann. you Karamo Ann Brown. No. <laughs> When he's in trouble. But the reason I allow Tan to do it is because when I was growing up, I had, I didn't have an appreciation of my name Mm -hmm. because I grew up in predominantly white neighborhoods. I felt different. And Tan is the only one with a very special name as well. And so I appreciate him um, because we've had similar, I don't want to say struggles, but challenges of owning our names, knowing that our names are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so when he calls me KK, it doesn't bring back these feelings of like shame. It yeah. feels like a friend calling me yeah, KK. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, yeah. I was also tortured by my name when I was little. I was called Booby and Barbie. And, and that's why we call you Roberta now. Exactly. But I love that. <laughs> Makes me sound powerful. My last name is Finger, so I was tortured for that more oh, than sure. they like ignored Robert the Bobby Finger? aspect. Yeah, and they were just went. They latched onto Finger. I'm so sorry. Uh, I know <laughs> that this is uh, not okay, but I would have tortured you with that name. Oh no, my it's fine. God. <laughs> Everyone would have. Ten is the worst. The most saintly among us would have tortured me for that name, and it's totally fine. I, I want to just begin asking. I know we had sort of a pre-conversation where I was just overhearing, but what are some shows just to sort of get? 
just to get the conversation going. Well, I can tell you the one that I've been Shows that you are obsessed with right okay, now. Okay, yeah. The one that I have, I binged this past weekend, literally, was a brand new Netflix show. It actually premiered the same day as season three of Queer Eye, mm-hmm. which is Turn Up Charlie. Oh, the and Idris Elba one. Yeah, it yeah. stars Idris Elba, but Idris Elba is not the star of that show. There is a little girl who I am obsessed with. She is the daughter of Idris's best friend who is um, precocious and she just says anything out of her mouth. I wish I was producing a Disney show because her archetype of a character is what I wish kids would follow. Um, she's rebellious and she doesn't need guidance, but she also she stays away from drugs. She stay. I mean, but in a very real way. I just love her. Mm-hmm. That's a comedy, right? Like it's that's a comedy. Yeah, okay. no, it's great. The show's a comedy. It's really funny. The show's amazing. Idris is just great to look at. Okay. I mean, he's just sexy for no reason. Um, the whole cast is great. I mean, it's. I literally binged all eight episodes in a matter of like a couple hours because I just did want it more. Do you find that it's hard to make time to watch shows? And like when you watch them, do you prefer to binge them just because you have like short bursts of time or do you scatter them out? Well, I think that's the reason most people binge is because they have a short period of time and they just know they can get them out. If I, if there's ever a show that I scatter out and I do one here, one there, that means I'm not really that interested. The beauty of what like Netflix does is that it allows us to say, oh my gosh, I want more and I want to consume it now. You know, it feeds to that, that desire. And so if there's ever a show that I'm like, oh, I don't need to watch more of this, then it's most likely I'm not going to go back. I recently have started to love The Love Wagon. What is The Love Wagon? Um... I at first thought it was one of the stupidest things I'd ever seen, and I'd watch my husband watching it, and I'm like, ugh, because I'm usually always like working on my phone while the TV is on, mm-hmm. so watching something that's subtitled, I like will look away for two minutes and then not know what's going on. Um, but the Love Wagon is a Japanese-based show, and it is a show where they put a group of I want to say eight or nine people, half male, half female. And they put them on these trips around the world in this pink love wagon trying to find someone in the group that they'll fall in love with. And let's say that Tan and I are on this love wagon and I've realized that I am madly in love with Tan. And I, I want Tan to, to your own I want Tan to come back to Japan with me and start a life. So the next day I go to Tan and I'm like, Tan san, I love you. Everything about you from your sushi-shaped nose to your pretty little eyes makes me want to love you. And here is a plane ticket to go back to Japan with me. So tell me tomorrow. Think about it. Don't rush. And you usually only say that when you can see in their eyes that they're really not into it. No, take your time. Um, And then the next day when Tan tells me that he indeed does not feel the same way I do. I have to go home to Japan by myself, and he gets to stay and keep trying. So you have to leave the love wagon? You have to leave the love wagon oh. if your love is not reciprocated. Oh, no. So it's, it's, it's kind of sad. Is it, kind of, it sounds when, gentle. It sounds like a terrace it, I house mean, sort of I like mean, sweet. Yes, they're Japanese, so they're so mm-hmm. gentle and sweet about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're like rooting for them. And there's this guy named Tom, and he cries about everything. Anytime somebody leaves, Tom like literally balls it's yeah Japanese he must be a Pisces too I will say this I've never seen the show but I do think it's something special about a show that shows 
the real need and desire for human connection yeah. mm-hmm. and the fact that sometimes we are rejected and that rejection does not kill you or hurt you it actually is a tool that you can use to grow just queer eyes um, <laughs> brown, <if> you, know. <laughs> you know it's what i do baby. karamo's like bringing exactly what we wanted yeah, we got, <laughs> oh, oh it's like this is tan brought what they wanted too did you not hear that snarky comment at the uh, beginning? <laughs> that's our tan i'm bringing tan brown okay <laughs> what are you watching tan Ooh, there's a few you things better say do they queer have eye. to be like netflix no. originals no okay you better say queer eye <laughs> no, what I, were you watching the other day about the, the in plain sight, the lost in plain sight? You oh, were Duncan really, plain you were really okay. getting into that. Yeah. There it was. Nightmare. I am obsessed <laughs> with Abducted in Plain Sight. Um, it's insane. So it's a documentary. I do love a good documentary. I love Abducted in Plain Sight because the story is wild. And I live in Salt Lake City, so I'm obsessed with Mormon culture. It just blows my mind. I can see how it happened. Um, this, if you haven't seen it, it's in my opinion, the show of the, the documentary of the year to watch. I know everybody's going on about Michael Jackson, but we all know that story already. However, this one is just out of this world. This person managed to get abducted twice by the same person whilst in the same home. That's insane. I hate laughing at it. It's just so absurd. It's it's so awful. It's so absurd. It's funny. would say, it's funny. It's funny. It's true. (laughs) And it's funny because it's true. Um, Okay. So many more. I can't stop at just one. I'll give you clip notes on all of them. Um, the fix. Uh, there's a guy called yes. Jimmy Carr who's very famous in England. Oh, yeah. I think he's just making it <laughs> his here laugh. Oh. So funny, and the show is topical. It's interesting. I really enjoy the show. Um, you asked Karamo, why do you think people are binging? Uh, that was a show that I binged within a couple of days, and it wasn't because I didn't have time. I just enjoyed it that much, yeah. and. If I like, or you spread it out over a couple of days. No, mm-mm. yeah, I just didn't have enough time in one day, but I insisted on binging it within a weekend just because I loved it that much. Mm-hmm. If and I do love that about a binge-worthy show, like a like a, 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 a streaming service, because I get to watch whenever I want and I don't have to wait for it. Um, wait, I've got a couple more. The Crown, obsessed, like full-on obsession. I am positive that Claire Foy has put out a restraining order against me at this point. I helped her go to the courthouse and get it. Yeah. Rightly so, right? Because <laughs> it was have. becoming ridiculously yeah. obsessive. However, um, I was hesitant about Olivia Coleman playing the, the queen going forward. But then I was reminded of her exceptional talent in The Favourite. So now, absolutely, she's more worthy than anyone. Um, I'm also loving The Great British Baking Show. I've been obsessed with it since... It first came out in the UK like nine years ago. Um, and then there's kind of a spin-off version of it called The Great Family Cooking Show mm-hmm. or The Big Family Cooking Show, which is also fantastic. There you go. Never mind. Do you understand how they have time to watch all these shows? You no, were just saying that I, I you can't make the time. I really don't. I use flights. <laughs> I truly do. We fly so much. Mm. I use flights. That LA to New York or Salt Lake to New York is like at least five hours. I can get most of my shows in in that time. I'm the oldest of the group, so I'm from the 90s, and I like appointment TV, and mm-hmm. I, I find time for TV. Bobby actually makes fun of me because I just set up cable in my new house, and I asked for a DVR. She has a DVR. Wow. And, Still. And, so, and no, so much so, great. he's okay with living with the fact that the cable has to go across the threshold in the door of his beautiful new home. You can't hide it. Can Bobby like come in and like hide the cable? Why aren't you like hiding the cable? Yeah, right? Would hide the cable by cutting it. I also like it. I'm sorry. I also like a DVR. Thank I do. you, Tan. I really, really do. DVRs I really, really do. are everything. I really, really do. Oh. I know. I really, really do. Oh, but oh. also, let's not neglect, neglect Terrace House. I've just started it, and I find it very interesting. I hadn't heard of it until we got out to Japan, and one of their team told me about it, and I thought, oh, I'm not into that kind of reality show, but it is very, very good. 
I think we got a light bulb. I, I love yeah. the Travelers. What's, What's the guy from one? Will and Grace? Will? Well, uh, Eric McCormick. Eric McCormick. So it's a sci-fi show. Really, really good. I'm obsessed with sci-fi stuff. Lost in Space. Cannot wait oh, yeah. for the new season to come out. I know they just finished filming in okay. Vancouver. Um, we're still talking about things we're obsessed with. Yeah, it doesn't have to be TV shows. I mean, I love Marco with? Polo too, but um, it's gone. Right now, I'm obsessed with Bobby's beard. I can't <laughs> stop touching it. <laughs> Phil, it's like a very, it's like a very gentle. He's he's ignoring it. It's so gentle. Well, because oh, I touch I his beard. Yeah, it's, yeah. so it's some more like a beards pet. grow very like mine's is mm-hmm. tough. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Bobby's is very soft, mm-hmm. and my fiance's beard is not soft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, when he kisses me, I'm always like, oh, cut your beard. Mm-hmm. But I like Bobby's. You're a really good person. You're probably it's going nice. to heaven. I know. I try. It looks You're both getting something out of this. We are. You're, like, very soothed by it. He's soothed by it. It's nice. Um, I'm soothed by it, honestly. See? This is nice. Um, I'm also obsessed with um, Miss Vangie. Yeah, Miss I was going to say, I'm like, is this an international podcast? Yeah, well, well, we are totally you, can download obsessed. you can download it anywhere there's internet. We are yeah, totally sure. obsessed about the fact that when we are outside of America, mm-hmm. we can watch RuPaul's Drag Race on oh, Netflix right. and yeah. watch current episodes. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, and Star Trek. You better stop throwing shade to our boss. I'm not. <laughs> Some cuts our check. I'm not. Okay. Bobby doesn't cut our check. I don't think those Those checks are are stopping anytime soon, as far as I can tell. Um, Do you know something? Do we have? Oh, I don't know anything. If you do, we get another season. I don't. I have no idea. You kind of say that very confident. Sorry, how could you not? Russian Doll. Oh, Russian Doll. Oh, I saw. Are you? What are you looking through? Are you looking through your watch? So I, so I watched actually Russian Doll when I was in um, Japan, and the lead actor is first of all just about as sexy as you can get, and then secondly, I love this concept of what would happen if you had an opportunity to relive the same. Day oh, yeah. and figure out how to make the mistakes that you couldn't solve mm-hmm. right again. Yeah, I think there's something interesting about that concept because I think we would all like a redo in so many different areas. Yeah, of our I lives. think that's one of the main reasons people love it because they are imagining themselves in her shoes. Yeah, like what would I do different today in Russian yeah. dialogue? I like that I'm not even telling them to like compliment Netflix as much as possible. I didn't even say that. Yeah. You, like, did. you can you did. download you it. This to is be great. Fair, okay. To be fair, we know who write our checks. <laughs> and also, I am. Uh, I ha- I'm a younger person, um, but uh, on the outside, but inside Girl. I am absolutely Girl. grandma. I am absolutely Girl. grandma. Girl, you're the third oldest. Girl, first of all, too. let's you're just grandma. let's be very clear. The, the three people here are the eldest. Um, the eldest out of. And this is the order it goes. In. It, it is the order. Is it goes Anthony in. youngest? No, no Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan, 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 Anthony. Yeah. Jonathan is who I, I like to consider him a toddler with a handgun. Oh. <laughs> He would not uh, like oh that. God, and, um, oh God. Okay. You do not have to cut that out. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Keep, I insist. That's him. I didn't realize you could download shows. And it was actually Jen, Jen Levy who said, wait, our shows are downloadable. I was Jen like, what Levy are you talking about? One of the vice presidents. Um, oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I had no idea until literally six months ago. That's nice. And now that is the reason I don't need the screen on my Delta flights. Yeah. Because... I watch it all on my phone. And, I saw someone. And, and we all fly so much that there's nothing left. There's nothing left. First of all, can um, I just the, let you all know this? Mm. Everyone who is listening, just so you know, I am the most professional out of the three of these because yet have they had to touch me. They have not had to touch my mic. Because, because you are also sitting in a corner of a sofa no, no, where no. you don't have to move side to no, side. No, it's because every time I want to make a point, I turn my head back to the mm. mic. You know so what? Let's I just have be a really pro make. Karamo is a lovely young man. <laughs> 
Thank you. And also, clearly, <laughs> such a dweeb. Such a dweeb. You know what else is amazing on Netflix? Sabrina. I, Sabrina. I, never, I, I haven't what? watched Sabrina. I, I love the original so much that I was like, mm, this is going to be stupid. I don't care how many hot young guys they pile in there. I'm not going to like it. There was only one hot guy in there. Mm, nope. There's, there's a few. Um, but I loved it. She's amazing in it. Maniac? Mm, Never mm, couldn't. Oh, got I really like, did you start it? it? Yeah, I got through like three episodes, and I was like, "You have oh. to get to episode five, and then you really okay, start." No, to if I have to get through almost the whole thing, no, 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 before I'm enjoying it, it really starts. Then there's to, a problem. It really starts to fall into place around about episode oh. five. I've really started to fall asleep about oh, episode three, no, so I missed five. No. Instant Hotel. Oh, I love Instant Hotel. I just mm. finished it. Yes, it's so again, good. Something you would be. It like, makes no this sense. This is so stupid. But you get it so obsessed with these. Idiots' lives, and you're like, no, I can't believe it. Or Bondi and her mom. No, no, I haven't seen it. You got me thinking about something, though. Have you seen Stay Here? I really like Stay Here. Of course. It's the same design team as Queer Eye. I know. It feels very Queer Eye. It's actually a very sweet show. No, no, no. I was going for it. I was saying all right to them. One more, one more, one more. Final Table. Oh, my God. The cinematography is gorgeous. So um, there are probably people around the country, at least probably the world, thinking these guys are that are probably crazy. having these conversations about <laughs> Netflix, but specifically Queer Eye, mm-hmm. because they're obsessed with your show. And you were just saying you were traveling, you were in China, and there were so many fans there. Mm-hmm. How does it feel like to be the object of an obsession? Like, do you, how does that? How do you process that? It was crazy. So last night I um, flew out of Hong Kong, so I had an evening in Hong Kong to meet up with some friends, and they were going to some launch party for Vogue magazine in Hong Kong. And we get there, and I'm like, I'm still, like, when I'm in foreign countries, think that I can just, like, go around places, and it's fine. And we get all the way up to the party. Nobody recognized me. And I was like, oh, this is great. But then one girl saw me and started squealing and crying. And then that proceeded to, like, every two minutes, somebody coming up and bawling and crying, like, just so happy to see me. And all of my friends who, like, know me are like, what is that? What is going on? It seems to me, at least, that it was sort of this like, huge surprise hit. Or maybe the, the fact that it would have been successful is sort of a given. But the fact that it would have been as successful and as popular as it has become kind of across demographics. It will definitely. I think we're in a space right now, especially in our country, where people feel disconnected mm-hmm. from each other. I mean, social media it sort of breeds this disconnection of where you feel as if you're included in other people's lives, yet you haven't talked to them in years. And I think what is good about our show and then the interactions we have with the people who support our show is that they feel connected to us through the television, but then when they meet us in person, they realize we're just exactly the same. And we love to connect with them, support them, show them love, give them encouragement, inspire them. And I think there's this bit of a balance that we try to strike that is an honor for us to be able to play that small role in this world but also to know that people do love and support us Mm -hmm. and it's nice that uh, i know you didn't ask for this point specifically but it's nice that um a show can bring families together and it's i mean i know i swear a lot on the show but they've started to bleep that out it's nice that it's multi-generational like you can there aren't that many shows that a 10 year old can sit and watch with their 
parents and their parents can sit and watch with their parents um it's lovely that there is a show out there that's positive and encouraging and and it's something that every generation can learn from i i think that it's it's nice to have a a show that brings a family together and a community together i love that we we went to we've been doing interviews all day and we went to a building where there's it's a multi-magazine company and they were saying how weird it is that People get so excited that we're coming into the building, and everybody's talking about it in uh, in the hallway by the water cooler. Like it's it it is shocking to know that we're on a, a show that people are so desperately wanting to talk to their friends about and engage with. Mm. What's the most like memorable interaction with a fan that each of you has had? And just to keep it like positive, yeah. the most memorable, like positive, uplifting kind of. I, I'm so glad I'm doing this moment. You've had oh my with gosh, the fan. so many. The, yeah. I, do, I can't think of many negative ones. So you don't need to preface it with yeah, that. I don't, yeah, I don't think. I don't think we would be able to one. quantify just or break it down to one mm-hmm. because of the nature of our show. It's so positive. The only interaction we ever get from fans, 99 percent of the time, is always positive, heartfelt. You've changed my life. You've supported me through something. Um, I'm so glad to meet you. It just really feels good to be in a space where people are like connected with us. It, it just is amazing. I've not yet come across a situation where it's been negative or I felt uncomfortable or somebody said something really inappropriate. So it does that. All I feel is positive about the show, and mm-hmm. and we're in a, the most privileged position. Yeah. Yep. Um, I gotta say, I in, in terms of just my own experience watching it because I watched it. Over a couple days. Did you watch season three? Yeah, I just watched season What's three. What's your favorite episode? Well, I've, I've, I had already watched all of them. Hero? No, I have, I have a favorite Which episode. Which one of us do you like the most? Um, <laughs> I, liked, uh, I liked the Jess episode, uh, hey. the Black Girl Magic episode. Mm-hmm. And I, what was your favorite scene? Oh, when she went and met her sister, well, saw her sister that in the library special. and like held her and like held her niece and like was in sort of an uncomfortable oh, way and I, was like, I'm not used to this, but I want to be used to this. She almost didn't have to be used to it because I almost kept her. It was so sweet. Oh. And I know that the the point of the show, or one of the many points of the show, is to kind of cross cross boundaries, cross demographics, cross types of people. Do do what you do to as many types of people as possible. Yes. But personally, like as a queer person, that was that was the episode that's that spoke to me the most and the one that yeah. I was the most warm by. And the same with the the first season with with AJ, uh, AJ. With AJ who was having trouble with, like coming out to his yeah. like family um, have you ever considered just doing a season that's queer eye for queer people I, like I, what I, do you I, think about that I wouldn't want to um, I wouldn't want to exclude other people from it I think that it's nice that every season there's an episode that a, a group of people can connect with. I think if we just made it exclusively an LGBTQIA season, I don't think it would be as well received as um, as a season that's as diverse as our season. Don't get me wrong. I do think that there's a, a massive... Um, uh, it's, it's massively unbalanced uh, TV right now. It's mostly skewed to a straight audience or a heterosexual audience. Um, but I don't think we need to play into that or try and counterbalance it by having purely a, a gay season. And quite honestly, I love the tricky bitch moment of Queer Eye when you can... A straight person who's probably not used to watching or hearing a gay person's story, we give our perspective we give our opinions but it's not a i've got quotation marks here gay episode i like that somebody can just be earnestly watching the show and then they're surprised that they they connect so strongly with aj's story because they've never heard that story before Mm. i 
don't think people would be as inclined to watch a fully gay season. The diversity across all of those categories is really nice. And I love the episode with, I forgot her name, the, the woman who, the camel woman, the hunter. Oh, uh, Jodie Castellucci. Jody. She was wonderful, I thought you said too. the camel woman at the first, cam- and I was like... <laughs> the one with the double hump. That's season yeah. four. <laughs> you know? She did. She was My very God, cute. So good, yeah, yeah, she was very cute. I loved her humps. Um, and I'm sorry to do this 180, but I speaking of things that I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with the belt that you wore throughout a lot of the season. Can you tell me about that? What was going on with that? What <laughs> I saw so it sort much. of change directions. Remember, and I was like, oh, we're finding so new ways well to wear honest. this. No, that you was heard a the pre combo. Yeah. Oh, that was a bag, yeah. not a belt? Yeah, the second, the one that you saw across my body? That, that was, was a bag? That, yeah, it comes in a bag as well. Oh, I thought it was, you were wearing a belt? I was like, well, now I've got to buy this thing and wear it like this No, it now. comes <laughs> as a bag, it comes as a belt, it comes as a few different things. Okay. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. we saw the girl with the bag on today. It comes in a bag. I promise. We did. It they really. She um, had it on. But what? that's not why I wore it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. See, here's the thing. I want to be able to encourage people to explore how they dress, mm-hmm. and so uh, I was exploring too. And I just wanted to try something that I hadn't done before. Shut up, Bobby Beck. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. I I put it on and I knew it would be controversial mm-hmm. with our producers. Um, and there are certain producers that I won't name who definitely were very <laughs> uncomfortable with my wardrobe this season because it was it was too casual and they didn't mm-hmm. understand why I would wear a belt outside of my sweatshirt. However, I love the look. And, I, and I, the thing I love about being on Queer Eye is I've never gotten to express myself the way I want to. I was raised in a very strict uh, South Asian household. I was raised in a, a town that didn't encourage creativity in your style. And mm-hmm. if you dressed like that, you would have been beaten for being a homo. And so I love that I have um, have the luxury of being on a TV show where I am very clearly a homo. I'm not trying to hide it. And so if I want to wear out my belt outside of my fucking sweatshirt, I will my, wear my belt outside of my Watch fucking sweatshirt. Um, and so I do love that I'm in a very privileged position to say I want to express myself, even if this is a little bit too gay for people. Mm. I have every right to to be as gay as I want to be yeah. and, exper- and, and express my individuality, my personality through my style. I am the style guy on a show even if you question what i'm wearing i have i have the freedom to wear what i want to wear because i i'm constantly saying to people i want you to use style as a way to feel good about yourself to feel confident about yourself mm. and so that was my version of it i feel in, i felt incredible in that outfit and i look back and I remember how i felt in that outfit that first episode jody castellucci i put that belt on and there was so many people on set who gave me the eye of shame and I just think I don't care what your heteronormative ideas are of what I should be fucking wearing I want to wear what makes me feel good Mm. and so to see it so well received makes me so proud so proud and if it has a knock on effect where people want to wear that and and imitate my look wonderful I've seen it so many times this last week the show came out five days five days ago 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 is it five days ago ago. I think it's about five days ago Uh To know that I can, that I walk down the street in New York and I see somebody who's wearing it and they come up and they're really excited to tell me they're wearing the belt outside their clothing because of what I wore. I'm like, okay, no, I did that. It worked. It does have that effect on me. Like, I, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for the people who are on set, but as a viewer, when you see that happening, and especially because it's you, you are the fashion expert, my interpretation was like, oh, that must be cool. Like, mm-hmm. that must be interesting. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that must be new. Like, it, yeah. it, it, as a viewer, there's no sense of mm-hmm. um, ridicule or mockery. Mm-hmm. It just, it mm-hmm. seems Thanks. so... You're also very established in your, in your roles mm-hmm. that it just seems correct no matter right. what it is. Great. Um, so that, that doesn't exist outside of... In terms of each other's roles, which 
category, which other role do you think you are most obsessed with? Like not you. Like if you can't yeah. be if you can't be culture, if you can't be lifestyle. Karamo is definitely obsessed with interior design lately. <laughs> I am. I'm, I would yeah. want to be a design. Can I add this one thing before we go into it? We honestly do. We've all talked about we've it. Talked we about were it. We desperate know. for an episode where, where they switch. we switch. Yeah. They switch. I don't think they'll ever let us do it. I would I'm wish they would just, this, this one. Like, just put it on YouTube <laughs> only. Take it off I mean, the proper the thing is, season. I think it'd be fun to also see us supporting each oh other. Oh my gosh, yeah. Nick. We should totally do that as alt content. The only other person that I would want to do culture, which is really not culture, it's mental health, um, is, is Anthony. Okay. Gosh, I would say probably Jonathan. For now that it, the now that culture, the category has changed, I think I think yes. Jonathan would do a better job. No, yes. no, 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 no. I would say Anthony because um, Anthony is the only one who has a degree closest to my degree, and so degree don't mean nothing. No, no, no. But he actually, when we have some deep conversation, mm-hmm. he actually understands a lot of the ph- philosophies right. of what right. you know what I mean. So yeah. I understand. So like sometimes Jonathan is talking. I love what Jonathan mm-hmm. says. Jonathan's speaking from his heart, and he's actually saying, "Hey, like you know, you should you know be yourself and love it." But there's also a methodology to behind this. This is not just mm-hmm. me giving people encouragement. Yeah. The reason that people cry is because I understand how to get to the core of what their issues are and then start to plant those seeds so they can have the emotional and mental growth they need. And I think Antony would be the best at it. All right. Personally. No, and, no, no. Well, uh, no. And I think I would be the best at um, design because Bobby see my new house. And Bobby, for being in there in three well, weeks. I heard about I, a dangling cord. I have cord. seen his new house, but I do have to say that every single thing in it is the exact stuff I had put in the loft and he just didn't even realize it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, is that where that stuff went? Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't. I was like, oh, I I love that you have the same chairs that I chose in the loft. He's like, oh yeah. And I was like, and the the same sectional, but a different color. He's like, oh my god. Those are the only two things that I took, (laughs) but it got. I thought they were super comfortable. So why would I go spend time trying to figure out? You didn't design your home, Bobby. Bird designed your home. (laughs) No, the rest of it is designed beautifully, Bobby. It is. Thank you. Thank you. It's lots of blues. And there's only two things from the loft. It's very Bobby two things Burke. that are similar to um, the thing. Did you, you know, know there's an Instagram account called Blue Gray Bobby Burke? Yes, it's, it's really Wait, cute. What is that? It's an Instagram things account because he only it's a fan account. Well, but. because people think that I should just use all the colors of the rainbow, even if that's not what will I make know, our hero so happy. I'm like, if, if my hero's favorite color is blue, and that's what's going to make them comfortable in their home, I'm. I'm going to use blue. Or if they don't express a favorite color, I'm not just going to be like, okay, I'm going to give you orange. I'm probably going to use a neutral gray or something. So that way you're still comfortable in your own And those colors are off the moment. Get over it, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, why does Bobby only And just in case gray? anyone was wondering, as of 30 minutes ago, Bobby just released BobbyBurke.com, which everyone should go to. Oh. Well, it happened while I was on a plane. Yes, please go to that. I didn't know it was up yet. <laughs> BobbyBurke.com. I can um, go yeah, to so right it's now. my new editorial website. So it will yeah. focus. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah, it will focus on not just um, design, but fashion and food and health and fitness and travel. Um, it's a little new precursor to something else I'm working on soon. Nice. It's really yeah. nice. What would you do if you couldn't design for an episode? An episode where you had to do one other thing? Um, probably cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called yeah. food and wine. <laughs> food and wine. <laughs> Cook. <laughs> I'll find Gal Cook. Okay. <laughs> Where are the Cheetos? <laughs> food and wine, yeah, Bobby. Food, food and wine. wine. Or 
No, it would be food and wine. Fashion. Food and wine. I, listen, I already know. I can tell you. We don't even need to go down this list. Based on being around these individuals and their expertise is outside <laughs> of what we all Spill do. Spill that tea, Krabba. Spill that, that tea. Antony would be um, culture. Yeah. I believe that Bobby would be um, food and wine. Mm-hmm. I believe that Tan would be grooming. I believe that Jonathan would be fashion and that I would be design. I like this and all. I like this like fan fiction it, yeah, it, version it, it, of the show. And because yeah. think about it. Tan is extremely well-groomed all the time. And it also is not too far in line from what he does with the fashion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I actually do love to do. I would love to do hair. It used to be my dream as a kid to See? do hair. And then the thing is, is that the one oh, that takes. The, I know. The They're one, my only option. The one out of all of us that takes the most fashion risks mm-hmm. next to Tan would be Jonathan, mm-hmm. who oh, has. Sorry. Jonathan takes far more risks than but Tan. what I'm saying is that it, yeah. he, 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 he dresses yeah, it, yeah. there's no gender there's no gender confines to what mm-hmm. he will wear and I think that would be great for both our male and female heroes um, he loves to experiment he can kill a heel mm-hmm. um, and so I think that would just open up him to being able to say I've shopped both with women and men um, like I said already with Anthony why um, design I have OCD and I love things to be structured and look a certain way so I would enjoy so much just to fix everything. It's true. He has to have his coke cans lined up in just a certain way. It's, uh, like so. And his gummies. Don't be silly. He separa- separates out the colors of his gummies too. So I think whoever's listening to this, I would like to start a hashtag. Um, what can we say? Alt-queer-eye? Alt-queer-eye? Alt-queer-eye. Queer-eye. No, that's not gonna, it's going to be hard for people to put in. Confused queer-eye? Um... The queer, the queer eye switch. The queer eye switch. Queer eye switch. I like that. Yeah. Hashtag queer, queer eye switch. switch. Queer I eye want switch. everyone okay. to start hashtag putting it. Put hashtag queer eye switch on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag queer eye switch. Hashtag queer eye switch. And get us to a place where Netflix will allow us to switch categories. We have a episode. lovely young lady in the corner who I believe is checking if that um, hashtag <laughs> is a thing right now. I think it would be great. She's like, I wasn't. Tan, what about you? Well, I mean, I, I guess Karam already answered all the yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be grooming. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for sitting with me and talking about this. Thanks, um, Bobby. So many people are obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with you. You're obsessed with each other, and I think that is one of the reasons why the show is so successful. Because Thank you. you're all very clearly buddies. I mean, I saw beard stroking earlier. It was lovely. <laughs> you don't do that with someone and you're not he, obsessed um, with. To be fair, Bobby touched my penis, too, so we're really oh, close. I didn't mean and to, even, and I'm still kind of upset about it. But... An even stronger sign of obsession. <laughs> you're welcome. Exactly. Oh, Oh my God. One of the oldest signs of obsession. Well, thank you for being thank here. Thank you so much. That was Cromo Brown, Bobby Burke, and Tan France. Nice. I thought you were about Bye. to get my name wrong and I was so excited. <laughs> oh my God. What, what would I have said? I thought you were about to say just like Tom yeah. something. Tom. <laughs> it's Tom. Weren't they fun? Yes. What a great group of guys. I wish they could talk for another half hour. I loved every moment of it. I felt like they saw me, you know? Yeah. They like knew me. They like saw through you, but like also were building you up. They were the building me up. I felt like I became a better person after talking to them. And I hope you became a better person by listening to them. How could you not? All episodes of the third season are now streaming on Netflix. So is Terrace House. So is the OA. Um, but I'm Bobby Finger. That was Christine Fryer. And we will be back in two weeks with another episode of I'm Obsessed With This. And if you want to call in with your own obsession, please call 754-CALL-BOB. And we might play it on the next episode of I'm obsessed with this. See you in two weeks. 